there's actually a movie tavern in Texas that uh, plays all three Lord of the Rings movies, extended cuts, in one day. And the thing is, you buy a ticket, but you buy a ticket, and you also they also feed you the whole day. And they, oh, that's awesome! But they feed you they feed you Hobbit meals. Like you, you get breakfast, you get second breakfast, you get breakfast. you get you get brunch, you get noonsies, you get afternoon tea. About, I don't think he knows about second breakfast. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, they actually feed you all the Hobbit meals throughout the I was whole say, day. Didn't movie tavern? We have movie tavern here. I think they started in Texas, though. Yeah, it's definitely did a they... very Texas-oriented thing to do. Did they also give you a cot to take a nap on? I was going to say you need to take a nap in the middle between <laughs> during intermissions or during scenes you don't like. Yeah, <laughs> it, what the deal hates is the epic length movie. I like epic length movies, but I need to be planning for it. It's not like one of those things where not every movie should be like that. Although my friends and I, my my girlfriend and I, and, and, and another friend of ours, we were talking about the fact that it, um, that movies have, they used to be longer when we were younger, and then they're not. But now they're kind of working back toward being longer again. It's like this cyclical process of if I if a movie is not, like I don't consider a movie to be very long if it's an hour and a half. If it's under that, it's what I would call short. But that's just the way I was, because I was raised on movies that were two, two and a half hours long. I think 90 seasons. Minutes is a short movie. Two hours is, is a movie-length movie. Right. That's and where I, I'm at. And longer and, than that is longer than, is a longer-length movie. And two yeah. and a half hours is getting to the epic, the epic movie. But it's not quite, and when you pass two and a half, you're, you're pushing that, that point. I, I agree. But, but it's like we're working back toward longer movies now, but if I see a movie, it's like, oh, it's only 90 minutes. You know, I'll look at it and yeah. go, oh, that's only that, or... Oh, it's you know only 110, or if it's under two hours, I'm kind of like that's not going to be too big of a deal as far mm-hmm. as how much time it's going to take or whatever. But other that's... people kind of go, "Well, that's long." I'm like, "Really?" See, I, I realized a, a couple years ago that all of the movies that I like are generally around 80 to 90 minutes. Like, <laughs> going through my DVD collections, I'm like, "Wow, Blazing Saddles is only like 80 minutes." I saw, and this is going to be this is one of those things where my girlfriend talked me into it, but. I should remember that she actually has really good taste, despite it being weird. She talked me into watching um, uh, Blades of Glory last night. Oh God! Wow. It was good. I was I was like, that's top form Will Ferrell. I mean, if you don't like it, then you don't. But that was I'm like, oh my God, John <laughs> Hedder is in this. And I'm like, how did he do this after Napoleon Dynamite? Like, it almost seems like a completely different person. He's got some range. Did I tell you that I, I had a boss once to try to use a pickup line from Napoleon Dynamite? Well, a lot of people try to use pickup lines from Napoleon Dynamite. Well, that's, it's, it's, what's really funny is it, he was in college. He walked up to the girl he liked, and he says, Are you drinking water because you think you're fat? Oh, God. No, not that <laughs> one. And, and the, thing, the thing is this. She never saw the movie. See, that's what that's the problem. <laughs> it's not obscure, but it's not one I would... In that, the wrong company, you don't want to be like, Go home and eat your quesadilla. <laughs> I mean, you know, you just don't. Yeah, that was that was a bad move. That's bad. That's he got bad. married to her though, and she still. Well, okay, there must have been some drinking involved there. Uh, <laughs> actually, a magic spell. So Jesse's out of the show because he's got work in a cold and stuff. Yeah, it's hard to do something like that when you have. So what exactly are we doing? Uh, children's television, just you know right, stuff. But like, oh, like children's television from what era? That's the the whole... era we grew up in. I was going to say, hopefully not like current, because I couldn't tell you crap, except I know Rugrats is still popular. What? Although it's nearly as good as it was when we were growing up, you know, when it started. Mm. See, this threw, this kind of threw me, because I grew up at a time when children's television was just basically 
Mr. Rogers on Sesame Street. And right. Once you mm-hmm. once you moved above that, you you you're graduated. watching. Yeah, you're else. watching. Uh, yeah, you're watching Tom and Jerry with racist jokes in it. So what are we? What are we talking about age-wise here, Neil? Rude in asking you, are we in the same cat? I know I'm older than Ben by a couple of years. I, yeah, I'm in the same. I'm in the same boat. I'm older than Ben. I but... turned thirty, February. So that'll. Oh, I'm older than that. We got a really good schedule up ahead, and uh, lots of really good guest stars. It's uh, we got. Uh, we only had two refusals. No, well, that's not bad. Yeah, but uh, w- w- sadly, Adam Warren uh, gave us a very kind. Uh, uh, Rejection because he does not think he comes off good enough on radio. So, ah, that's a shame. We, we would have loved to have had him. Yeah, but he did give me one little interesting piece of news. Uh, apparently, remember the the other week when I said that Dirty Pair never had an official manga. Yeah. Well, that now was, it's going to. Yeah, it's going to. I was going to say I just had heard that not too. Two of the rumors were flying on that not too awful long ago. Straight from Adam Warren. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. So, so Adam Warren contributed to the show whether he knew it or not. Whether he knew it or not, yeah. That, that's awesome. Um, Let's bad. talk about the shows we're going to cover. We're going to cover, of Are... course, we're going to cover, of course, the children's sh- cartoons like uh, I'm thinking SpongeBob SquarePants it qualifies. Lee, yeah. Have you both seen it? I've seen it because of my unique living situation. Okay. Uh, Let's see what else. What else is it? There? I think I think stuff like Recess qualifies. I don't know if yeah, I've not I've not seen that. Okay. If you're doing current stuff, it's, I'm so it's been a while since I've seen Recess. Recess isn't current. Recess was ten years ago. Sorry, yeah. well, ten years ago is still. I was twenty, so <laughs> I'm kind of here. Well, stuff like that. We'll we'll just sort of see. We'll see. Be. We'll see where the show goes. This might be a rambling show where we just go wildly off topic on the other cartoons. No, no, um, no. So let's 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 start the show. My first ever podcast. Okay, it's a uh, hello and welcome again to Animation Fish Knows. I am again your host, Ben, and we're joined by, of course, my ho- co-host, TV's Mr. Neil. Are you ready, kids? And uh, we have with us Rob. I'm Rob. Hello. Yes. And tonight we are doing a show about children's programming, but I'm sure we will go wildly off topic today because we don't have near as much structure as we did the last couple times. There was structure. structure. Yes. Yeah. Yes, there was lots of structure, actually. Ben likes structure. It makes him feel sad. Yes, it, it might be that uh, part of me that... The, uh, the obsessive-compulsive part of me, it's... Uh... You mean 95% of you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I actually I actually knew a guy once that thought I was autistic, but I really don't think I am, so... I don't think so. Neil, do you think Ben's autistic? No. Good. <laughs> if he did, he'd still say no. No, um... Because uh, usually they don't talk as much, so <laughs> <laughs> usually. Uh, moving on, uh, you know, children's programming is always a, or children's cartoons at least are is always an interesting thing. It's uh, like, it, we're doing children's programming. Can we talk about Mr. Rogers? No, no, uh, no. It's uh, well, the thing is, it sort of, sort of faded back and forth. It first started just entertaining, and then there was a period in the '80s and '90s where it started to try to educate, and. You know, it's just all sort of went downhill from there. All right. That's fair. It's, uh, except for stuff that's totally wacky, like uh, SpongeBob SquarePants, where I think what they were trying to do and succeeded at least partially was try to capture that totally, uh, uncapturable wackiness and zaniness that early Warner Brothers had. 
Yeah, I, I now that you say that, I think I see what you mean. Because having, I mean, I've not watched a full episode of the show, but I have walked in and out of bits and pieces, and you're always kind of like, what is going what, on here? Why is he wearing which, his pants on his head? Which is very... Which is very Animaniacs and, and, and also early Warner Brothers, but Animaniacs kind of did the same thing, but in, I guess, a more of a gross way. <laughs> or well, more, I, uh, I do know that one of the guys from uh, Ren and Stimpy, from, from Spumco, uh, works on that show, and I, I can't remember which one now. But on, that's, uh, that's On SpongeBob and SquarePants? Yeah, yeah that's kind of why it's more, it's wackier than... It, yeah, I mean, I remember Ren and Stimpy when, gosh, uh, when it was on Nick. And I thought, this is so strange. Even as a kid, I was like, this is vaguely inappropriate. <laughs> you know, I mean, I knew something about it wasn't... Right. Uh, my my friends and I still make jokes about, no, sir, I don't like it. The horse, when he... No, sir, <laughs> I don't like it. Um, and we still, you know, and then there's Powdered Toast Man. <laughs> Best superhero ever. Well, they were doing the kind of the studio animation style on that show, and they, that might have carried over to SpongeBob a bit. That's yeah, why it, I guess neither I one see... of those shows really animate like other shows of the era or well they else. actually yeah. actually animate kind of con- kind of well and consistently which is something i always look for consistent animation yeah that's that's fair I, from what i've seen it it definitely seems more consistent than some shows where you're like what were they doing that episode i mean like yeah it's the the, the thing is I, I i hate the i hate the quality yo-yo where you have yeah. one episode that is great, you know, sort of like in the 90s. You have a TMS episode, and then you have an ACOM episode. What are we talking about? Sorry. Uh, I, animation st- background on that term. A- animation studios. Uh, TMS in the 90s was, like, the best animation studio. Okay. And ACOM was, like, the worst. Do you have examples of, like, what they've done? So I can... S- Spider-Man. Did both. The 90s Spider-Man? Yes. Yeah. Did both. Which I actually like, but, you know... Was one of those well, if, could... you, if you see a if you see a good piece of animation in '90s Spider-Man, that's TMS. If you see a really really bad jerky one, that's Acom. Say, there were some moments where you're just like, that wasn't really animated so much as somebody held a flip book up to the thing and yeah, kind of turned it on. That's Acom. They tied a flip book to a fan and turned it on and yeah, got some semblance of animation. It was running at what like six eight frames or something. Uh, tweens. Ah, we call them tweens here. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm not out of my element at all. I know. No, actually, actually, it's it's uh, a lot of people have to be uh, briefed on tweens. I, I'm aware of the term. I just yeah, they, it comes from in between, which is yeah, what they that. call the okay. And well, there there are other shows. Uh, I don't know if y'all ever saw Ed Ed and Eddie. No, but I know yeah. you brought it up several. I I've not seen Ed it Ed and Eddie is actually interesting in that it actually is well animated. And they actually had this really very experimental kind of squiggly line style where the actual containing line for the characters is always in flux. Is not straight, I was going to say, is not is not like a defined... Well, it's, it's interesting because if you look at the actual colors of the characters, they actually are confined in a very confined, you know... Confined way? Yeah. Well, well but, the, but the only thing that's always in flux confining? is the, the only thing that's only in, always in flux is, this, is, this, is the outline. And I thought that wow. was actually very interesting. I wonder how long it'll take Ben to get to uh, Big Guy and Rusty. Uh, that's, not, that's, not, that's not a kid's show, though. It's not? That's not children's programming, no. Is that not? I wasn't aware of that. I thought it... Uh... 
it doesn't qualify. We're talking about stuff that's for kids, like stuff that stuff that's written in such a way that it's intended. But let's let's talk about what I think children's cartoons are. It's something that's written in such a way that it's not supposed to, you know, really speak to anyone over the age of say ten. But someone, mm. but if the writers write in such a way that it still appeals above that, well, that happens sometimes. Yeah, it's accomplished. Well, other shows like Animaniacs is written more for teenagers, and, or or tweenagers. Yeah, yeah. Well, see, than, see, see, that's that's the. That's so I was going to say, technically, Deke Sailor Moon dub qualifies, but no, because it was really aimed at pain. Well, yes and no. I mean, without it's it's one of those Robotech moments where if we didn't have it, we would be in a different place today than we are. Probably not a better one. You might have had Saban Sailor Moon instead. Oh, God, don't bring it up. Oh. For the people who brought you Power Rangers. Venus is in a wheelchair. Film at 11. No. um, That fires freaking laser beams. Oh, God. I I still want to see a clean release of that. (laughs) No, you don't. I think the world might end, Neil. Literally, I think that's Sometimes you just like watching train wrecks. Is that the first sign of the apocalypse or the last one? I don't know. What the the, um, the uh, four wheelchairs of apocalypse? Wheel, the wheelchairs. <laughs> four wheel. Oh, that's a good one. We need a picture of that for the podcast for the yeah, episode. That, that'd be a good idea. Four wheelchairs with laser beams. Freaking <laughs> laser beams. Freaking laser beams out of their heads. But children's children's shows to me mean something that's for ten and under. But if the writing appeals to to ten and up. You know, mission accomplished, but it doesn't necessarily. So does so does old Warner Brothers cartoons qualify? That's yes. my question. Well, well, yes and no because you know you gotta remember that the old Warner Brothers cartoons were w- released in theaters. That, well, I guess that's true. I had thought about that. They were shorts, and the, right? And, or... Yeah, and the, you know, adults watched them when they went to theaters right before a film. They weren't just shown just for kids. Why can't we have that instead of the crap we have before movies now? Uh, theater I ads and like anyway. I wish we had them back. I would love to have Something animated like shorts before movies back again. You know, some cartoons that try to do uh, try to do children's formats actually do one mistake. They decide to take an existing popular pro- property Uh-oh. and re- release it as a kid's version. Saturday Morning Watchmen? Uh, <laughs> v for Vacation, yes. V for Vacation. <laughs> but I mean... Okay, I let mean, me think like, of something where they did that. Can you can you name something recent where that was done? Uh, Baby Looney Tunes. I was just about to say that. Really? I didn't know they even did that. It, oh, it, it was horrible. terrible. It's horrifying. First of all, they took out they took out Porky and replaced him with a female pig named Petunia. Wasn't Petunia in? <sighs> didn't she, she did. exist somewhere before? She did exist. She might have been in Golden. I was going to say. I think. I think, think I was going to say. I think there was. But the, the, I'm just saying they took they took Porky out of the classic lineup and replaced them. I'm not saying that Petunia didn't exist before. Right. My point being that was more of an aside that I to myself was saying, didn't she come yeah. from somewhere else? They didn't just like make her up. Well, yeah, but the, like I said, like I told uh, like I told Neil many weeks before, if you ever watched Goof Troop, Max existed since the 60s. Hmm. Pete Jr. existed since the 40s. I did not know that. So people who, people who watch Goof Troop and think, oh, they invented... Sons for for Goofy and Pete. No, they exist. Yeah, it said. Well, some people don't know. Like, no, no, not every game that comes out rips off World of Warcraft. Usually, it's the other way around. Um, 
No, it's it's that same kind of mentality where you know that that MMO ripped off. No, it didn't. It came out first. You <laughs> tell me. Um, but no. Um, okay. So what, what about like Rugrats? Does that qualify? Yes, but I gotta be honest. I gotta be honest. I was... I've seen the newer stuff. Although I caught, I was flipping channels the other day, and like they're all grown up and. Yeah, they, they, that's a new series called Grown Up. But like, I guess that's a cool concept. But I was just like, that's creepy. Well, the thing that always bugged me with Rugrats is I was never a fan of the art style, and I don't think, aside from the movies, they never really had much of a budget. Well, that's probably true. But again, I mean, I think it qualifies. Neil, how do you feel about Rugrats? I never liked Rugrats. I never really liked Klasky Supo, that that studio that that did all those shows. Yeah, I... The Wild Thornberries and... Yeah. Rugrats was probably the best of their properties, but the other ones were just kind of like, what? (laughs) But, oh, oh, I don't know. I guess Doug doesn't really count. That's more. Well, the thing is this. Uh, Neil and I actually discussed this, and we both like Doug better when it was on Nickelodeon, and we think yeah. Disney's Doug is like an abomination. Of, I'll agree with that. Upon all mankind. I'll, well, I don't know if it's that bad. I, but I'll agree that, that it was better on Nick. Um, I'll, I'll give you that entirely. Um, was not a fan was... of Doug. Who's not? Was not a fan of Doug. Of the later Doug or, or at all? Of the later Doug. I actually enjoyed okay. I actually enjoyed a couple of the Doug movies. Yeah, I thought you there. did back in. Yeah, I did. I enjoyed the Doug movies. Uh, Pepper Ann. Uh, I just remember Neil hates the Pepper Ann theme song. Yeah. Oh, that 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 high pitched grating <laughs> singing voice. Damn you. Moving on, uh, you know, like I said, it, the thing that divides me on children's cartoons is there's two mentalities to writing a children's cartoon. There is, let's do a really good job. There's another, oh, it's just for kids. Right, and I think that, and that the, makes something less... And the latter... Always, with less longevity, I guess. The latter always pisses me off because whenever whenever producers are called upon this shit, when they... They always when, talk down to kids. They, they always say, oh, it's just for kids. It doesn't have to be well-written. I wanted stuff to be well-written when I was a kid. I picked up the difference whether... I mean, because I read a lot. I don't know. I mean, I know that's now having my best friend and his wife both work at the library. And they will tell me the sorry state of children reading these days. In that anything that gets them in there to read anything... He it's, was telling me a okay. story. He was telling me a story. Mother came in with her with her young son the other day, and he had a book that he wanted to check out. It was kind of an actiony, um, oriented kids book or whatever. And she slapped his hand away and said, "No, you can't read that. That's not on your reading list." Oh God. And and my and my friend was like, you know, if he brought a Playboy up to the counter and actually wanted to read the articles, I'd let him have it because <laughs> at least he's reading something. Because to get anybody in a in a library apparently to actually read is like pulling teeth now whereas i love to do it and i was voraciously doing it when i was growing up and that's more than 20 years ago um i I love reading too and i think i think the same mentality we should take in for writing children's cartoons yeah it's not fair to that hence what i was getting back around to talking down to or writing down to your audience is well stupid I i don't know a better way to i just don't like that 
sometimes, yes, you have to write something with them in mind, but that doesn't necessarily mean you need to write down to them, I guess is what I'm – Right. Try to bring it up a little so that they have something to go for, something to so figure something, out. Something, to, something for them to come back to and say, oh, yeah, I get that joke now. Right, and that's the thing. Um, a lot of the family movies that come out, and you know, there's that whole uh, Shrek being a great example. Jokes in there were totally for adults. Kids flew right over their heads. And you had both, though, and it worked for both groups. That, I'm not suggesting they do that with, with children's TV, but it's definitely a goal to shoot for. Well, take, take for instance, in, I don't know if you ever saw the SpongeBob SquarePants movie. Have you? I have not. There's a, at the end of this movie, they had they had a musical sequence where uh, where SpongeBob sings a song called Goofy Goober, and the song's tone and and uh, and music style is totally I want to rock. Hmm. The eighty song I want to rock. You, you know Let's it, right? See. That's yeah. De- yeah. Mm-hmm. Twisted Sister. Yeah. Right. And see, the thing is, any kid that watches that would not get that. But nope. anyone who grew up in the '80s would be like, "Oh my god, that's totally." And most likely, sister. there's a chance that the children might be children of said of said generation. So, yeah, parents would be. So that's something to shoot for. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's one of those kind of hey, there's a little nod in there that says we're more than that. We're more that we can do more than just write this quote kids show yeah that's the thing it's uh, when people who say that you know this is just a kid show love marketing and, and executive spiel when it's well it's just a cartoon that's what got us into the anime messes we got into where you know they'll start airing a show on like afternoon tv and then they'll get a few episodes into something and i know that happened a couple times on toonami they're like wait we can't air this take it off take it off move it to midnight this isn't working actually gundam wing yeah. yeah. Well, it they managed to pull that off, but it was kind of one of those. I think I remember, and I could be insane and crazy, but I thought I remember somebody airing the first little bit of Full Metal Panic, and then realizing, wait, wait a minute, there's an airline hijacking with many children on the. Let's not go there. Um, and then <laughs> I remember, decided, I remember they started doing that with Yu Yu Hakusho, and, and then they actually moved it to adults, and then they moved it back. They. Oh yeah. I'm like, wait, can you guys just make up your mind? Put it somewhere and instead of making me a flip flop, but I yeah, it's uh, I remember they moved it around because there was this whole there was this whole thing with with a cross dressing demon that Yusuke had a fight and yeah, there actually oh, yeah. are different two different dub versions of that fight, so it's Yes. And and again, that's that's one of those holes. Don't you know, that's the kind of stuff you write yourself into, whether writing or picking a show to localize or whatever you're doing. If you don't, if you look at it as well, this is for kids. We don't have to care. You're going to get yourself into messes like this, because you're not going to pay attention to. Wait, there may be more going on here than I'm looking at. But I think that's just an executive. Sometimes they don't. Right. I don't know. That's the popular. I mean, I guess that's my my assumption anyway. And it probably depends on the person largely. Right. But. Well, the one thing that that always confuses me when someone when when people pick like a. 30 or 20 year old property and decide that's the property we want to make a kid's version of. Like I remember they actually made like in the late nineties, early two thousands, a 101 Dalmatians cartoon. I remember this. For two Disney and it was dumb. Did you say dumb? I said dumb. Okay. I said, I remember when it was done was what I was saying, but I can go with that too. Yes. And uh, that's the thing, you know, the movie is, is downright frightening in places. The, uh, yeah. And the, and the, and the, like, that's and, pretty. That's bad. She's gonna make coats out of them. Think about that for a minute. 
Yeah, and the thing is this. I think they actually released that around the time that they did that second direct-to-whatever uh, movie. They the, decided... the live-action one? No, the, the, the second direct-to-DVD movie. I, I, Neil knows the one I'm talking about. Did they really do another? Did they do a second? Yeah. yeah. Oh, they might have. Was it 102 Dalmatians? Yeah, so it was, it was actually... It, it I was know actually... there's a live-action movie. No, yeah, like... with Glenn Close, but I'm talking about the, actually the second animated movie, and I remember... They actually did this funny bit in the second animated movie where Cruella is dro- driving her ruined car, ruined from the end of the first movie, I might add. And the, ra- the song playing on the radio is about her. It's that Cruella DeVille song. Cruella DeVille song? And she actually kicks the radio and breaks it. That's funny. And I thought that was a little in- funny piece of metafiction they did there in an otherwise rather drab movie. See, that's what I mean. It's always, there's always, I don't know, that's that whole, goes back to the whole, um, quality yo-yo you were talking about yeah you'll get something like that and then it's like well you could have done that you guys obviously had the skill it would have taken to to pull something good off and you just went ah let's phone this in uh or or something i mean that's what it comes off as i guess yeah um yeah i'm not as up on current on current children's cartoons well well the thing i mentioned dead and eddie earlier and i'm going to give a little bit of a rant here it and eddie is oh only a little bit of a rant yeah is is meant is meant only giving a little bit of a rant no i might i might have to go uh get something out of the fridge while he does this oh boy okay okay and eddie is a show that is meant for kids but i never really enjoyed it because i just found the show to be so entirely mean-spirited i mean there's not a kind bone in that show's (laughs) entire being and it it just sort of bothered me and you know what honestly the whole series i could have gone without watching but the actual tv movie that was the end of the show made up for it because they actually made the main character realize he was being a jerk throughout the whole series and he actually apologized see there you go at least somebody had the 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 brilliant you know take it would take to go hey maybe we should not make our main characters mean-spirited jerk yeah because you're just going to encourage that, and you don't want to encourage that. Yeah. Obviously. I mean, at least I don't think so. You, otherwise, I mean, children are mean-spirited enough as it is. That, that's certainly true. It's just, I think I think that's just, I don't know if that's nature, I guess, to an extent. But why help that along? It doesn't need help. They're going to do it anyway. Because they haven't figured out how to be people yet. So, some people never do. <laughs> uh, but... I yes. think Neil has gone to the fridge. I'm uh, sure he'll be no, back I'm, any second now. No, I'm sitting here. I was, I was making a joke about the length of Ben's. About the length rant. of Ben's. That was that was, that was a very for... that was a very short rant. I was very to the point, but that that's that almost didn't qualify as a rant. It was more of a statement. Example. Yeah, a strongly worded statement. <laughs> but no, I guess I hadn't seen it. But I guess I can see your point. I don't think, I don't think you want to encourage more mean spirited. You can definitely do things where you know. Somebody's mean. Something bad happens to them. I mean, it's always that whole you want to you want to turn it around so that you see this isn't what you should be doing, kind of thing. Yeah, pay it forward. And it doesn't have to be you know knowing is half the battle. Um, GI Joe. But it can be. Um, Spe- speaking of which, it's uh, that's that's why I mean it's GI Joe is not really a children's cartoon in the same definition I'm using for these right. other shows. It was when we were growing up, but I see that you going with the, with the definition I thought you were going to. Yes. So I kind of got blindsided on that. I'm like, "What do you mean?" And you were not very clear. So you obviously. Well, there there are there are plenty of other shows like uh, Phineas and Ferb is is a clever show. It's a clever children's show. You know, kids having big stupid fun adventures, 
Don't Thanks, have... Thanks, Anyone ever seen Phineas and Ferb? I have not. I have not. No. Interesting thing is actually someone who was a part of the team of The Simpsons back when The Simpsons didn't uh. go down again. It was did Phineas and Ferb, and you can tell because there's a little bit of that humor still. Hmm. Gosh, oh, I'm trying to think. I, I do. I know anything that would fit into that category that was from. Gosh, I guess. Although that might end up being like the filmation era or something. I'm not sure who did. Um. Oh gosh, children's shows when I was growing out. Uh, gro- oh, oh, Rainbow well, for, Bright. Um. I was gonna say if we're gonna go filmation, we we can always go to the the preachiest show they ever did, which was Fat Albert. Oh God. Right, but again, widely regarded a classic. Oh, but uh, but but uh, Rainbow Bright, Care Bears—that's all what I'm talking about. And yeah. you know, the you know, Care Bears especially was so preachy. Yeah. Oh. Even as a kid, I thought, "Do I need? I mean, don't beat me over the head. I'm smarter than this." <laughs> you know, I mean, you kind of get. Oh, I mean, there's some. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to sort of. I'm I'm drawing a blank since. The stuff I would think of is actually not you're not qualifying it as that. So I'm kind of in this like what? Well, really? basically, like we said, there's just two different. There's two different. And, yeah, kids. And I agree children. that I wouldn't call it children's shows, but at the time that was how it was was marketed. You know, you can also separate it into is this trying to sell me a toy or not? Um, <laughs> well, then why, why don't you just cut out eighty percent of our childhood? Eighty percent of our childhood. That's exactly what I. And heck, I think the rest of it probably would have if they thought they could somehow market a toy. I mean, that... Care Bears did it. There was Teddy Ruxpin. Oh, God, with the talking which, doll. Which is really creepy if you actually By the way, pay attention to his if eyes. you use certain tapes, that doll becomes very wrong. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Don't play, like, you know, hair music or <laughs> Twisted Sister or, you know. Judas Priest. Judas Priest or, yeah. Queen is very Queen is very fun pick. Queen is an interesting pick, and yes, I have actually I had played Queen in a Teddy Ruxpin. <laughs> alone is kind of it oh, was one of well, those. Well, Rhapsody is awesome on a Teddy how Ruxpin. How did that end up happening? I can't remember. My other tape recorder was broken or lost. <laughs> I can just put it in Teddy Ruxpin. Wait, what sort of unholy abomination have I created? <laughs> you know what's wrong when his eyes start glowing and starts levitating off the table. Uh. You will do well, as I say. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> uh, the newer ones don't have tapes, do they? You can't do that anymore, they right? Have still? Do they have? I, I know. I know. Teddy Ruxman made a comeback once or twice, and I think because of the uh, the digital format coming in, they they didn't come back with tapes. They had some other format that they were using. Right. Which you know you could still theoretically. I wonder if it you know improved at all. It was actually pretty creepy when you had one of those. Uh, tapes in there and Teddy Ruxpin's doing his thing and you're just like ah like but then you're like it's awesome but ah yeah like, qu- yeah Bohemian Rhapsody and Teddy Ruxpin there's nothing quite like it I would imagine that's true <laughs> no, uh, that's like saying there's nothing quite like having your entrails pulled out so you can see them before you die um no but uh that was a imagery I wasn't going for but we'll go with it um it's uncensored here. No, um, that was yeah, children's television. Um, Ben, you got anything else for us? Let's go on some tangents here. Are we not doing that now? Is that not? I was trying. Well, we, to we were we were keeping it pretty curtailed, dude. So I guess. Let's let's go on some tangents here. It's uh, 
So what was the last cartoon you saw recently, Rob? Defined as, in what sense? <laughs> Defined cartoon in this sense. Anything that's animated, Eastern or Western. The last thing I saw? Yes. Ooh, I might I may catch hell for this. Um, oh, was it an episode of Avengers or Young Justice? Watching that with... I'm watching both with my... Okay, what what's the latest anime you saw? Because we're, we're saving an episode for Young Justice later. Um, latest, as in chronological release latest? Oh, Latest um, you saw on a screen with your eyes. What is in the last thing I watched? Yes. Full Metal Panic with my girlfriend, who hasn't seen it. But as far as later releases, um, my uh, best friend for Christmas... Or my birthday. My birthday bought me um, uh, Summer Wars. Summer Wars. Really good movie. Very good. Um, we will have to do that at some point, Ben. It uh, The guy is being hailed. Oh, I don't know his name, but he directed something else that my friend basically said the art was really great. Mam- Mamoru Hosoda. Yeah. Um, the art was really great, but he said the characterization in the other one he did was, I think it's. Oh, it's done, by, it's done by Madhouse. Okay. Right, the animation is. Um, but I'm, um, he, oh, I can't remember the name of the uh, first movie he did, but he's being hailed as a Miyazaki-like figure. Uh, uh, Neil is not a fan of Miyazaki. But he's not not in the sense that he's doing the same style, but that he's reaching levels of popularity that it's not like Miyazaki at all. Uh, this yeah. is very sci-fi, very... Um, yeah, but I'm, I'm just almost like just, hack sign, but not. I, I'm just being very, very clear. It's a Neil. I'm not a big Miyazaki fan either, so I'm not. I'm not gonna. I like Spirited Away. I think Princess Mononoke was the best thing he did. A lot of people say that. Um, I I like Spirited Away myself, but uh, and and the Lupin movie is amazing. But yes, it's a Lupin yeah. movie, so you can. That, that's when Neil agrees about the Lupin movie. And I know my uh, my girlfriend really likes uh, Lapta, and I've not seen it though. Uh, Castle in the Sky, I think. Yeah. How's Moving Castles? Oh, that is that the same one, or did they just? I, I thought that was... I said, I... there's always a moving castle or something. So the the, the the thing is with most of his movies is pretty much the same message: technology bad, nature good. Generally, yes. Yeah, this is I'm... actually not like that. Um, this yeah. is. This is very te- like pro technology in a way, but um, like he did he did a movie with with a goldfish about family, that too. Um, yeah, I'm not really a big fan of that. That's why I don't really like Miyazaki. Yeah, um, that again is Neil at animationfishnaws.com. <laughs> um, I uh, Summer Wars is good. Um, yeah. Okay. Okay. So uh, let's see here. Uh, what yeah, other yeah. series have you been watching? What, what are some things you can recommend to our uh, listeners here? Well, Summer Wars, um, it's just a movie, but uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that was pretty amazing. Uh, it's pretty good. It's it's kind of out there. It's got some, you have to think a little. kind of reminds me of Hack Sign, hmm. depending on whether you think that's good or bad. It's But it's a movie, so it's not all, hey, let's draw this out for 26 episodes. Um, series. I would say Ava, but we're going to cover that. Um, yes, we are going to cover that. Um, newer stuff. Jeez. I, I am having. I know my uh, my best friend and his wife just finished Eden of the East, and they love it. Um, Eden of the East. Uh huh. He says it's like Born Identity or something like that, but as an anime. 
I um, see. It's very uh, spy-oriented, very kind of out there. I know they just I've, – I've got it because it was given to me. I think that was my Christmas gift. I've not watched it yet. So I've got both of those. I've not, not gotten to it because um, I don't have a massive Blu-ray collection, but I'm sort of starting to build it a little bit, mm. trying to get some anime on Blu-ray. By the way, what what's your stance on Blu-ray with animation or anime specifically? Do you, do you really think that animation of a certain age really benefits from Blu-ray? Of or? a certain age? Probably not. I've not seen anything of a certain age on Blu-ray, but I've also seen like stuff like um, – and I, I haven't seen it on Blu-ray, but I gather it's coming out on Blu-ray is Noir, one of my favorite animes out well, there. Well, I mean like the original Macross. Um, you think the original Macross has as – it the... As it was restored, you bet your you bet your butt. I bet with the res- restorations they did, I would I would bet it would come across on Blu-ray. You could actually see the details in the pineapple set I would, that killed you're also going you know, You're also going to see all the little flaws and scratches and, and they may even need to go back and do a little more remastering but i think it would come across i, I yeah, don't it's, think it's still a little grainy on the dvd version it is though. but they they added grain you know that right because they had to yeah there's the whole thing where if they felt like if they didn't it was too clean and that's true because animation at the time didn't wasn't that clean and that was something i had trouble adjusting to about late 90 early 2000 all of a sudden everything was like super pristine clean yeah, yeah. i, I have trouble watching stuff like that too. Yeah, yeah Neil has this thing about, the, and I agree with him that animation has should have character, and there are certain directors and styles Fine. that removes character from it. Did oh, did you um, have you seen? Speaking of style, and have you seen the um, DC shorts? Did you? Yes. Did you see the um, Captain Marvel? Yes. Oh, um, the Spectre one. Yes, loved it. Amazingly well done and very. Yeah, Neil like, oh, hasn't that's seen. That's definitely the old Spectre. Neil hasn't seen it, and I keep on telling him to see it. Shazam was uh very good. Yes, it was really. I love uh, the jo- the Jonah Hex one is my favorite though. Oh, guess what? Uh, I got a Netflix today, Ben. What? Superman, uh, All Star Superman. So awesome. I only DVD because for some reason Netflix the heathens don't have the Blu-ray, even though there is one. I don't. All Star Superman they... is amazing. By the that's, way, you've said that. Yeah. Um. And I'm I'm sure I know the comics were. I know my friend Jamie who was reading them was very was like, You gotta read this good stuff and he kinda of was back into comics for a while, then wasn't, but he got really heavy into college and had to yeah. drop most of his books. But uh yeah, I'll I'll go out of limb and say that's probably No, um Shazam, very good. And I thought these are gonna be the D C shorts I've seen and some of them were, but they also had a couple new ones. Um and yeah, the Spectre shorts pretty pretty awesome i i was kind of i was kind of 50 50 on the green green arrow one that one did not i like that one i like that it did not grab me quite like quite like shazam or the specter or even jonah hex which was one of the best jonah hex was really good i was by the way that was that that was that i didn't think i was gonna like that one and then by the way you know who voiced jonah hex i did when i heard it but i couldn't tell you right now it it's the guy who wanted to play jonah hex in the live action movie it wasn't Thomas Jane, was it? It was Thomas Jane. I say Punisher, Thomas Jane. It was Thomas Jane. It was totally... It was very good in Punisher, by the way, the first one. Yeah, underrated. Yes, because that movie was done with no CG, no, you know... It, it's all, all it's all practical effects. It's all it's all basically sort of... It's sort of like, it's sort of like a Charles Bronson meets Rambo. Yep. He was yeah. very... And, and uh, I was particularly surprised with how good Travolta came across in that. Um, he came off as... Slightly over, the, uh, slightly over the top when he needed to be. Right, but that's kind of what he was 
going, going for it. Um, yeah. That's totally a tangent, but yeah, um, I gather the later Punisher movie is not so good, but that's what you get for not bringing Thomas Jane back. Yeah, the second one, you know, Warzone with with they actually introduce supervillains and it's kind of lame. Well, I mean, they certainly could have done that, but I mean, I bet you if they'd had Thomas well, Jane, it would have been better. Yeah, well, the first one they actually did bring in the Russian, who's actually a hitman known as the Russian, but you know. They did it in such a way that... It reminded me of almost a remake of the old Punisher movie. Yeah. Which was very much, he was just dealing with, what, the Yakuza and being Dolph Lundgren, I guess. Yes. But, uh, oh, animation. Um, What else have I done recently? Gee. It's like you put somebody on the spot, and it's like if you ask. That's me this, that's that's what happened when we did the Sexy Girls episode. That's why we're doing Sexy Sexy, Sexy Girls Part Two. I may uh, I may have to come in for that one. We may kind of want to do like a round table or something. That's what we're gonna do. It's a, we actually have two very special, sexy girl guests. Uh oh. Well, well, while he's thinking, Ben, uh, this week on uh, the Film Pigs, they uh, they actually had All Star Superman as as a DVD pick. Yeah, so we we might actually want to talk talk to them about that during like a pre or post show when you have them on. Sounds sounds excellent. By the way, make yeah. sure I watched it by then. So, it it I'm... is one of the. It, let me put it this way: it is the greatest Silver Age Superman story ever told outside of Silver Age. Mm. I and, wish uh, I wish Netflix had the Blu-ray. I do it's, not also, it's also the, it's also the it's also a great. The way they did the Silver Age in this is it's Silver Age, but without the feeling of corny. Ben, have we done First Flight yet? Have you watched it? I have not watched First Flight. We are going to do that after we do Megamind. Because, oh, and that's what I was telling Ben. Megamind is a great movie. And does not... Ben's like, I don't know, I don't like Will Ferrell. And I'm like, yeah, Will Ferrell's not really Will Ferrell in this. Not only is he voicing a character for... And uh, it, well, that's the thing. It, he's it's almost Will it, Ferrell doing Robin Williams, almost. It's more of a... Mm. He's very much more character-driven than I'm playing myself. I'm playing a really large man that's acting like a five-year-old on his sugar high in right. a Right, exactly. Like, say, Blades of Glory, which was hilarious, but very consummate Will Ferrell. Well, that, that's that's what Will Ferrell's big bit is, is he, he knows that it's visually was... funny that it he's a very large man, and him acting like a spoiled child on a sugar high is visually funny. That's that whole that's thing. That's his and, whole um, bit. I don't know if you guys have ever seen the comedian Frank Caliendo. I think he's the guy who did the bush bits for the the dish diver no. um, commercials. Uh, the DVR commercials. No. Magic recordificating button. No. Anyway, he does awesome impressions, and he does one bit where he talks about Adam Sandler, and he's like, "I love Adam Sandler. He's a good friend of mine, actually." He goes, "But it's like one day he just walked in and goes, a song for me, a song for you. Here's a song in a big brown shoe.'" And someone goes, "Here's thirty million dollars." <laughs> because, <laughs> and that's exactly. Will Ferrell almost rides that in a in a different way. It's just like I do this thing that I do for fun, and I'm silly. And hey, here's thirty million dollars. Yeah, um, I'm a very large man, and I overreact. Um, I think he's very talented at that. I, you know, and you have to judge for yourself whether you think that's something you like or not. But no, that's definitely not what's going on in Mega. Well, if, if that's Mega Mind is more like Incredibles. Um, that sounds that sounds like a recommendation and to me. As an aside, as an aside, Incredibles Blu-ray release April fifth, I believe. Yes, so. uh, I think we should all recommend that. Neil, how do you feel about The Incredibles? Love The Incredibles. Good. Movie. I hadn't seen it until recently, sadly. Not till maybe a year ago. 
And okay. Well, it sounds like we it's a uh, it sounds like we got a show here, Neil. That, do you think and, we got enough for and, an episode? And Incredibles works for, and that's another thing. Back to the children's television segue. Incredibles works great for kids, but doesn't have to be. And Megamind is the same way. Incredibles is the best Fantastic Four film ever made. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's bad. Um, and and to be fair, to be fair, the the one thing that was carrying the Fantastic Four movies, Michael Chiklis. Michael was, Chiklis was funny. He's funny. Michael Chiklis was awesome. I, you know what? The half of half of what saved the thing was the effects. The other half was Michael Chiklis. Yeah, mm-hmm. or three quarters of it might have been Michael Chiklis, depending on how you look at it. Um, he's very. Good. Very good. I uh, I still need to see uh, my, No Ordinary Family. I've only seen the pilot, and I need to kind of see if the rest of them held up or not. But uh, It goes up and down. I, that's what I heard, and that's okay because a lot of shows first season. Well, well, to be fair, it goes up and down, but it overall has a better level than the cape. And I, yeah, I haven't gotten around to checking out the cape yet. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. It's uh, the, cape, the cape is no good mojo. We'll see. Uh, I'll check it out, but I've heard that too. So, well, the the cape, you know, you have midgets and you have and you have a, oh, a Keith David, and, and it's still you know, not that's Ben L. Carver at um, no, no little people. <laughs> Gmail. Um, well, the, you, you, have, you, have Keith, you have Keith uh, David and and midgets, and that's still not saving the Keith cape. Keith David and midgets. <laughs> Where did we? <laughs> oh God! And ladies and gentlemen, uh, Keith, if you're listening, Ben L. Carver at. Well, no, I'm saying I'm saying the awesomeness of Keith David and the awesomeness. I know, of I know, is not he is awesome. Um, not saving that show. That's what I'm saying. Wow. Okay, that was some. That was that was a tangent. All right. Um, and so midgets. Um, uh, other things. Other things. Um, I think we. I think we made it appropriate for children. Um, I guess. I guess Miyazaki. We were talking about Miyazaki the other day, my friend and I, and he fills that that niche, but. You have to get into his more mainstream Disney-esque stuff. Like, the reason Disney picked him, like, uh, Kiki's Delivery Service. That's very, like... Well, the thing is, they actually, they did they did some butchering with Kiki's. Like, they, they took right. out references to drinking coffee because in Japan, a... it's a big thing for kids to drink coffee because kids love coffee. While in the U.S., we're all about, oh, don't let kids taste coffee. Coffee's it's bad gonna for kids. It's not going to hurt them, although it may hurt you. Because they may bounce off the walls for about three hours and you know pinwheel into you at like yeah, but I, I just remember that in Kiki's the, they had this thing the scene about coffee while in the in the American Disney dub of it they they replace it to hot cocoa because they had this huge they thing did about... that in they've done that in other anime series before that was oh I can't remember there's that episode of Sailor Moon that Deke pulled where she was supposed to. Use the disguise pen to turn into an adult and snuck into a bar. <laughs> and they didn't even like that's the one time the disguise pen does something other than make, make her, her look, look like... just vaguely different. She actually became an adult, ver- which proves that it's actually more powerful than it was. It was her lack of creativity to understand how to use it right. She became I like a, she became like a stewardess in one episode. It's so weird. Like they're like we can't have that. Would be bad. I don't remember <laughs> what they did. The one episode where she is supposed to be drunk and R. I don't know how they explain that. She got they into didn't. the punch that they, I know they I probably were like she's just being weird. I don't know. No, but I saw that episode. They they basically kind of glossed over it. They're like, oh, she had too much juice. Too much juice. <laughs> That's <laughs> all they said. In that juice. That's what you gotta ask. Like, is juice is loose? You can <laughs> still fight. When kinda, you're, you can still fight when you're drunk. Drunk. It's, it's still. Um, it's kind of like how they barely hid the fact that the two sailors were lesbians. 
Yeah. They, they said cousins, but you could still Well, tell. that's and that made it worse. Like, you're just like, they're cousins. Really? Yeah, because everyone, everyone called them the kissing cousins. Well, yeah. you know you know what? It's not as bad. What they, did, what they did when they finally got the stars, they never touched stars. And it, no, stars has never been done and probably never will. And it's never even been released. Even Pioneer didn't. I have, I still have my fence subs from VKLL, from yeah, Blame. but uh, yeah, the, the, how would they have even touched? They oh well, jur- um, my friend and I were talking about this. My friend Ryan and I were talking about this last night. They did it in Germany, and you know what they did in in the German uh, Sailor Moon release where they released stars. What they were? How did he explain this to me? <laughs> they were they were males that had cousins. Oh, females, no. and they body swapped with them when they transformed. Oh, no. and I'm like, that's worse. <laughs> that's <laughs> it just made it worse. And then, but like, okay, so like one guy, the one guy likes whoever they like. Well, so does the cousin. Is the thing? It's like, how does that work? Like, that is horrible. Like that, that, that's that's worse. That's worse. That's like, don't do that. Just don't. Germans are weird. They make good stuff, I hear. That's what Vince Germans, said. Germans love David Hasselhoff, so that explains everything. <laughs> well, did oh, speaking of um, Hasselhoff, funny. Have you guys seen the Norton Hasselhoff ads? Yes. Yes. Funny, funny stuff. And this cheeseburger is this your This fan versus David Hasselhoff. <laughs> the fan, not knowing any better, continues to oscillate and fan. <laughs> it is messing the Hoff's hair. No one messes the Hoff's hair. <laughs> it, it is like a virus. Um, David Hasselhoff is like a virus. I think that was like yeah, and they and they showed your data as a, she dances around and as a cheeseburger, and then the, your cheeseburger turns your cheeseburger turns into a fan because that's Norton protecting it, and it cuts off his fingers. Some, yeah, it was funny. I mean, I th- this is not an ad for Norton. Norton is bloatware, and you should not use it. Uh, I use AVG, by the way. Everybody loves AVG. I don't anymore, and I'll... Um, Trends? I'm actually... No. Uh, Microsoft Security Essentials, now. And have not had a single problem since it wasn't Windows Defender, which sucked. Um, that's the only thing I do still use. SpyBot and a few other... Although I'm losing a little bit of faith in SpyBot, but I'm working on someone else's computer and I'm having... Let's say I'm working on a... <laughs> Early 2000 era Pentium 4 with 256 megs of RAM. Shoot me now. Wow. Because I can't install any of the tools that I use because most of them are like, requires 512. Which, by the way, so does AVG. Whereas Avast will run on 128. Oh. So, if you have... <laughs> anyway. And both are free. I like free tools. We advocate free tools. No. Um, Norton, though, their ad campaign. Uh, very good stuff. Yes. Uh, Norton's also... Uh, th- about 10 miles from where I live. Everybody's... Isn't Funimation like 10 miles from where you live? One mile. One mile. Okay. ADV was how far from you before they vanished and went underground and will probably pop up sometime. I don't know. I, I never knew where they lived, but like, like, I, uh, like I said, Funimation, Funimation is, is actually in a, in a Compass Bank building on the second floor. <laughs> that's not very... I heard so you say like... that, and that's not very sexy at all. So it's not I, like I, the Funimation Towers. No, I, I went, I know. I went <laughs> into Funimation. I went into Funimation one day to apply for a job as a graphic designer, not a voice actor, a graphic designer. And uh, I just remember because uh, I went into the elevator, the second floor dinged, walked out. They had this huge, you know, solid marble Funimation sign that's painted like you see on the shows and stuff. 
and you looked around. There's only there's only about like a hundred people in the company there. Right. Well, that's still pretty sizable when you're talking. ADV was I think ADV was upwards of two. I, I know, but you know, you hear Funimation, you see stuff on TV, and you think, "Wow, this must be a big company." It must well, have they are complex. What's left? And they're like, they're they're in a Compass Bank building near I'm where totally, I live. Totally going out here for a minute. This yeah. is a theory of mine. You guys know that like ADV officially doesn't exist, right? Yeah. On and they there's a whole thing about the Japanese company that they were working with, and they were having all these problems with them, and um, I. I there have been some theories, and I have some theories about – they're still there, and I think they're letting Funimation use most of their old properties and some of their voice actors. I want to see how many of the voice actors they get back for Ava 2.22. Oh, God. Um, oh, I will wow. be interested to see if, like, Tiffany Grant shows. Um, <laughs> T- Tiffany Grant uh, is, is a very interesting uh, voice actress because she actually cosplays as Asuka. Asuka, yes. Asuka, Ben. One word. Flows off the tongue. And if you uh, ever meet her, go up to her and say, no pizza and no Chinese. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> what happened? Tell, tell me this story. It, it's it's a line from, uh, from uh, oh, I can't think of the, something cats. No, well, it's not from Ava. It's from, uh, God. What's, uh, it's the one where she's, she's Rally Vincent. Oh, Gunsmith Cats. No pizza. Or, yeah, Gunsmith Cats. But she, uh, she's not Rally Vincent. She's uh, not Rally, um. God, Wendy Lee is in it, or not Wendy? Yeah, Lee. Um, uh, yeah. Jeez, blah. Um, Amanda Winley is Amanda Winley. Sorry, God, confused. Um, that was bad of me. I should not get them confused. Um, I had, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tiffany's an interesting person, having had some back and forth over the years. Um, and Monica Rial is too. Um, she uh bites people at anime conventions um no she doesn't actually because they they stopped allowing her to do that <laughs> her handlers that, stopped allowing her to did do I tell that. You that story ben about how um because i was actually uh emailing back and forth with her at one point over she was supposed to be at a convention that we had up this way in kentucky uh uh up northish closer to cincinnati and a friend of mine was was put it, you know, was basically running the thing, and I and I happened to have gotten a hold of Monica Rial's email address <clears throat> at the time, and she was supposed to be up there, and there was some back and forth, and I don't think it was at that convention, but at previous ones, somehow, he uh, one of the fans was like, or he made some off comment about her voice acting in something, and and she was like, careful, anime voice actors do bite, and he's like, as if, or I'd like to see that, and she bit him. <laughs> And there's there's a picture that she had in her signature on one of the forums and in her email for a while of her just chomping down on this guy's arm. Um, I'll never watch this one again. Apparently her insurance agents uh, thought that her biting people was probably unwise and she should not do it. Um, no, she is awesome. Uh, um, uh, in very, a lot of range, uh, in a lot of stuff. Uh, Kirika from Noir being my favorite of hers, but she's in a bunch of stuff. Um, Did she play Misa as well? Yes, I believe so. In the in the in the new ADV dub, yes, I believe that is correct, and that's actually pretty ranged considering she's played some crazy hyper people as well as. Uh, I think she was. Oh, was she Hyatt in Excel Saga? I, I want to say she might have been at Hyatt. I think she might have been. I want to say yeah. with the eternal consumption, Excel Saga is so strange. But yes, 
So it was, sounds, sounds like we're talking, you know, if we started mentioning Excel sagas, you know, you know, we're off the tangent by quite a bit. <laughs> so are. I think it's time to <laughs> wrap it up. Shows? Time to wrap it up, guys. So, it's, uh, let's go back to the topic and see if we've got anything left. Is there anything? Does anybody, did anybody miss something? I guess. Not, not really. It's, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, there's I, two different types of writers. For you for this, because I was under the impression it was going to be closer to when I grew up and it wasn't. And. It's, I it's, think I'm going to leave all this in. <laughs> it sounds like a good idea. This this is one of our rambling episodes. It's not all about children's television. It's a good episode. Um, yeah, so, so uh, let's wrap it up. Uh, once again, uh, this is Ben. This is TV's Mr. Neil. This is Rob. Hello. And we'll see you next time. Thank you and good night. Goodbye. Thanks. Night, people. <laughs>